0: In the name of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> the miracle story of Jesus' feeding 5,000 people with only a little bread and a fish is perhaps one of the best-known stories of Jesus' ministries. After all, it is included in all four books of the Gospels. Now, this story demonstrates Jesus' power to act in ways beyond human ability, not only in the miracle he performed that day, but also in Jesus' power to make possible those things that we cannot do on our own. In the gospel lesson, you know, we're told that a large crowd was following Jesus because they saw signs, the signs that he was doing for the sick. As Jesus sat with his disciples on a mountain, He sees a large crowd coming toward him. And knowing that the festival of Passover was approaching, Jesus understands that it is imperative to provide bread for the people during this important celebration. So it's clear that Jesus anticipated the needs of the people who were coming to him. When Jesus asked Philip where they could buy bread to feed so many... Philip responds logically that Jesus' group simply did not have enough money to even attempt to buy enough food to feed such a large crowd. I imagine that Philip must have felt that what Jesus was asking was impossible. And from a human perspective, Philip was right. But Jesus does feed the crowd. He feeds them with a few fish and five loaves of bread. Not only did the people get something to eat, the story tells us that the people ate as much as they wanted until they were satisfied and that there were leftovers. In this miracle, Jesus not only responded to the crowd's need for food, Jesus responded to that need with great abundance. Now, apparently the people do not fully understand the significance of this miraculous sign of Jesus' true identity. They believe that Jesus is the fulfillment of God's promise that there would be a successor to Moses. The same Moses, remember, who provided manna in the wilderness. In fact, the people in the crowd want to make sure that they will always have food by making Jesus their king rather than to worship him as their Lord. It seems that the crowd thought that all they needed was bread which seems ironic. And it seems ironic because they came to see Jesus because they saw him heal people, not because he was giving out free bread. When they did receive their food, perhaps they forgot why they had come in the first place. Of course, Jesus sees more than a hungry crowd. Jesus sees their deeper need the need that initially brought the crowd to the mountain. Jesus sees their need to know that there is hope, even when all seems hopeless. So what seemed like a hopeless situation, attempting to provide food for 5,000 people on a mountain during the festival of Passover, actually was not hopeless at all. The situation was not hopeless because God poured out God's grace on those people through the work of his beloved son. I wonder if any of you have ever felt so overwhelmed by some situation that you felt it would be impossible to overcome. When I think about that, I think about the news coverage of Hurricane Katrina. And I'm sure that many of those watching that footage feared, as I did, that the Gulf Coast and New Orleans may be lost forever. I wonder if any of you lost homes or businesses, wondering how, if at all, you'd be able to overcome and be able to move past something so devastating. I'm sure it seemed like an impossible task. Last December, this parish said goodbye to a rector who had served here at St. Augustine's for almost 15 years. And that's a long time. And if that were not enough, we were all living in an unimaginable time of uncertainty as we were confronted with a deadly pandemic. And I'm sure that many of you could not imagine someone else ever serving here as your spiritual leader. Such a loss affects different people in different ways. And there are many factors that determine how deeply the grief of that loss is felt by any one individual. Now, today marks my, the end of my six months, first six months as your interim rector. And I see something in this congregation that I did not see, something I could not have expected to see when I first arrived here. Or I once saw the fear that comes with loss, and I'll see a sense of hope that comes with healing. As I mentioned earlier, Philip probably believed that Jesus was asking the impossible when Jesus asked him where they could buy enough food to feed an enormous crowd. And it may have felt impossible to many of you at one time that St. Augustine's could overcome a time of so much uncertainty and find a path toward restoring a feeling of hope in a time when hope may have seemed elusive, or waning. But through the mercy of God, through the mercy of God's healing grace, we're able to overcome even the most daunting situations that might confront us. In our Christian faith, we know that God's grace can heal us, right? In times of distress, we may say things like, all things are possible with God, or I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And similar words may have been said by those in the crowd who were going to see Jesus after seeing the signs that he had been doing for the sick. But they forgot. They saw the signs that Jesus had been doing for the sick, and yet they still forgot. They were given food, and they began to see Jesus as the one who provides for the outer physical need of their bodies instead of the inner spiritual needs of their souls. In a similar way, in my most difficult and challenging times, I've forgotten that Jesus is my hope, that he's my only hope. Maybe some of you have experienced that same feeling. I know that all things are possible with God, but do I embrace that truth? Do I live in that truth? Sometimes embracing that truth comes naturally and easily, and sometimes I need to remind myself that Jesus truly is my hope and truly is my Redeemer. Like the crowd who presented themselves to Jesus on the mountain, each one of us must also place ourselves in the presence of Christ, acknowledging the compassion and love that God has for us through His Son, Acknowledging how immensely God wants us to be whole. In the same way that Jesus anticipated the needs of a hungry crowd, when we come to Jesus, he already anticipates our need and is so pleased to joyfully fill that need. You see, Jesus is our Savior. Not was our Savior. Jesus is our Savior here Now, today, and always, Jesus longs for us to come to him, no matter if it's a time of joy or in a time of our greatest sorrow and fear. Jesus is the one who alone is able to fill the needs of our hearts completely until our hearts are satisfied. Jesus longs to satisfy our hearts with his love and with his compassion, and always, always in abundance beyond all measure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.